This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala, family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This is the house of succulents growing grounds, you guys. I'm talking everything you can possibly imagine in the succulent realm, from common to rare and obscure imports. They have all kinds of different cactus and euphorbias. I keep my shop stocked by supporting Mezcala. I've been doing business with them for a little over a year now. Even when I do my pop-ups, I go to Sergio for my houseplant needs. They have everything you could ever need in one place. I bring my kids with me. They have little wagons so you can push your kids around. My son loves it. He squeals every single time we go there now. I can't speak more highly of Mezcala Nursery. You can find them on Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery. They keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quickly, so you could miss it. Make sure to go check them out. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala Nursery. Peace. Welcome back, everybody, to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on June 23rd, 2021, with my guest, Planty Fur. Jenny and I had a very powerful conversation. We discussed a lot of very difficult topics. So I just want to let you guys know that some of the discussion in this episode could be kind of triggering for some. We talked a lot about addiction and trauma and mental health. We talked about suicide a little bit, so I just want to put the suicide prevention lifeline here in case anybody's feeling that way or feels that way after listening to this episode. They can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. You can also direct message them. They're available for chat 24-7 in English and Spanish. They also have a website. It's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Of course, Jenny and I will also make ourselves available. I talk to her, and if anybody has any follow-up questions or feedback, wants to talk, we both will make ourselves available via DM on Instagram. You can find Jenny at Plantyfur. That's Planty, P-L-A-N-T-Y-F-U-R-R-R, three R's, Plantyfur. And you can, of course, head over to the Instagram for the podcast at If Plants Could Talk Podcast. We also discussed plants, of course, but her and I uh, related a lot. And I didn't anticipate to discuss all these things in such great detail, but I'm really glad we did. I truly enjoyed it, and I hope you guys do too. Here's Jenny. Jenny, welcome to the show. Do you prefer Jenny, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer? I prefer Jenny because all people can't pronounce my name right because um, it's Jennifer mm. and that's how you say in Spanish as well like Jennifer which is my original Instagram name mm. so I just prefer Jenny. And I might be wrong here but are you, did you migrate? Yes. Yeah. You did? Yeah when I was eight months old. <laughs> okay okay yeah. you and your family? Uh, well originally it was first my dad and then I came over with my mom because back in the day, babies didn't require the need to have passports when you're driving across the the border. Okay. Um, So yeah, I came and then I think when I was two years old, we went back, Mm -hmm. but then we came back, but I didn't, it was all like illegal. (laughs) I didn't get like my green card until I was in sixth grade, I believe. And then I became a citizen in 2015. Wow. I'm I'm curious what that was like. What did you, did you ever... Were you aware of the fact did, of of this? Did you did it make you feel different ever, or did anybody else ever make you feel different because of that? I, I didn't know. That's that's something my mom always brings up. That she's like, you just didn't know that that you were, you know, not from here mm-hmm. because every every like elementary school kid always like went away on vacation, and I was always like, how come we we can't go anywhere? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I remember one time my dad was like, we, we can go, we just can't come back. <laughs> so <laughs> that was definitely hard, you know, as a child. But I I have the 
privilege of being white as well. So I think my story isn't, and I hate to say it, like, it's just not as fascinating as other people's stories because I feel like a lot, a lot of people suffered a lot more than I did. I believe my family and I got extremely lucky. Yeah. I don't have any horror stories. Like the most scared I've ever been is when I got my green card and when you have your green card, if you get any sort of misdemeanor, any arrest, you immediately get deported. Mm-hmm. And I was like a, a party kid since seventh grade. And my parents were always like, no, Jenny, you can't get in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. so I always like have that in the back of my mind. Like when I saw a bunch of people in my hometown getting DUIs, I was like, wow, you guys have the luxury of getting a DUI and like not getting deported. And I'm not saying like, oh, I wanted a DUI, but yeah, it was yeah. just like, it if even that happened, if I got caught trespassing, you know, I was always very like, I don't want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to get in trouble. Like I always knew my limits. Um, But I never got really like attacked for my race because a lot of people assumed. Yeah. And a lot of people still get surprised when they hear me speak Spanish. A lot of people still get surprised when they, and I tell them like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really from here. You know, Mm -hmm. I grew up here. And I assimilated and stuff, but I, I didn't really have that hard of an experience as to other people. And that's not to put down my story. You know, it's just, it's not that interesting, I guess. <laughs> well, I feel like many of us, that's uh, modest or, or humble of you to say, to, to look at it that way. But, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to find our own story interesting, but I, I find it interesting. And, uh, I'm sure having that hanging over your head was a uh, kind of a little difficult, you know, not being able to it, get in any trouble and being scared of getting deported. That, that sounds a little intense. It, it, it really is. And I just, just certain, like certain things I'm realizing now that I didn't realize were affecting me back then. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know my dad's real name for the longest time because his name was one name, but his paycheck said another name, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, wait, what is my dad's name? And I think no one ever explained to me. I think I just knew what was going on, yeah. you know? And my mom said like a uh, social security, like when you're in elementary school, you have to bring home a lot of those papers that they have to fill out all, all your information. And, and um, sorry, I was waiting by my fiance. Okay. And I would always ask my mom, like, what's my social security number, you know? And she was just like, put the randomest numbers. Oh. And it, it was nothing to me. I just did. I was just like in my own little world, like ah, la, 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 la. like we can't go to Mexico. Um, but then I definitely started like feeling at the end of elementary school, like how judgmental or how mean people are to migrants, I guess. Yeah. I don't remember. It was, I don't remember the year, but it was these walkouts that happened. Um, I remember that. When, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I, I believe I was in sixth grade and you know, that's when the first like, my first taste of like what politics were was was not because you had people in my hometown that were like no like we don't want this sanctuary stuff we we want the police to have the ability to you know basically catch people that aren't legally here yeah so that was my my first taste of it and then i started reading up on everything because i've just been always on wikipedia like my entire life and then i realized like oh shit people hate us I had no fucking idea that people hated us. Yeah. And like I said, I, I got away with it because I didn't look it. It was your first kind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, totally. And it wasn't until I think I was dating this this guy and he, um, my family's like a soccer family and he came to a soccer game with us and he was like, oh, there's a lot of illegals here. I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't know. I was like, well, let me tell you. You know, it was just, yeah, it was just something that, like, that I didn't naturally tell people. Like, it just came up in conversation. I was definitely ashamed of speaking Spanish. I hated Spanish. I was really, like, I want to say I was forced to, like, learn how to read or write in Spanish, but I went to Catholicism or Catholic school in Spanish language, you know? So it was just, like, Spanish all all the time, and I grew to, like, resent it. And I remember my mom would would call me, and she was speaking Spanish, and I would, like, reply in English. Right. You know? In front of your friends. Yeah, in front of my fucking friends. And, like, 
you know, in, in my cultural tradition, you kiss your mom every time you leave, you know? Mm -hmm. So getting dropped off of school, she'd want to kiss me on the cheek. And I'm like, Oh my God, like leave me alone, you know? So I I definitely did have a period of my life where I was just like, I want to be white. Like I want to be the the real white, you know, but it took me a lot of learning throughout the years to recognize that there is no, well, at least to me, there is no thing as like uh, being white passing, You, you know, I, you're you're white like my blood has been colonized with white europeans you know and Mm -hmm. this is the result of it but i love mexico it's the most beautiful country in the entire world and i'm getting married there oh cool cool. where at uh just in baja where i'm looking at venues this weekend but somewhere but i've always i've always said since i was young i wanted to get married there that's awesome my sister got married in mexico city i didn't get to go but uh that looked cool yeah that's a cool that's a cool idea i like that yeah, that's actually where I want to have my honeymoon is Mexico City. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I've never been. It looks really cool, that old city. It's like under threat of like getting flooded too, right? It's yeah. Like yeah. Wa- it's like well, sinking. Yeah, it's always been like un- underwater and stuff. But like I think every every three years that they measure it. And it's not going as fast as like the Bahamas, but mm-hmm. it's it's getting there as well. So hearing your story um, helps me understand. I, I can see that you're really passionate about these kind of topics. You know, I, I see you posting about it. And, uh, you know, me and you kind of butted heads a little bit because the Internet's a terrible place to communicate. And, you know, I just want to be transparent and address the elephant in the room. I think that, uh, you know, whatever, the Internet's a bad place to communicate. But I'm with you 100 uh, percent on everything that you just said, uh, you know, and I experienced a lot of that, too. And it's interesting when you get when you get older uh, and you look back at these really difficult situations that you were in, you know, and like start to understand them and how they shaped you into who you are and all of that. Yeah. I, I definitely believe like first and foremost, first and foremost, like I feel like if we had known each other prior to that, we wouldn't have butted heads as (laughs) we did. Cause yeah, number one, you never spoken. So you don't even know how to communicate with a person to begin with when you go online. It's like, you can say one thing, but it doesn't translate the same on the other mm-hmm. end versus having a conversation versus like, this is why I, I love talking to people more like, like this than like texting and, yeah. you know, that type of stuff because it just it can get so misconstrued. Yeah. And yes, I, my issue is that I am a very passionate person and it can be for everything. It can be good and it can be, it can be bad as well. Um, I definitely lost a lot of friends since the George Floyd protest. I'm sure I understand. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely, I understand what, what you were saying. I, I don't, I don't remember the comment that was brought up um, with it originally. I know it was the, the, the BLM protest or something. Yeah, there was some controversy around my page because of the, the BLM thing. And I, I apologize if I misinterpreted. There's no tone in text. You can't interpret yeah. tone. You could be saying something really sweet and it could come out the other end being really negative, you know? Yeah. And yeah. vice versa. And I'm in the same boat. I'm overly passionate about politics to the point where, like, people, that's why I don't talk about it so much is because, I mean, like, I, I wrote some horrific thing I saw on the, when uh, the guy that was in the White, uh, the White House uh, said something about using um, uh, cleaner, like uh, bleach or whatever, disinfectant. Oh, when- I yeah. I wrote this terrible post, like, saying, well, you should just go ahead and fucking go to the store and get some and... You know, like I can be really, really uh, passionate about my beliefs, and I totally understand that. You it know? definitely it took me it took me like I was going to therapy. I think like twice a week during the, the pandemic, and it took me a very long time to get to the point where I'm like, I can't control what other people do. I can only control what I do, right. and that was very obvious. Like especially in the pandemic, because I remember getting pissed about people that would still travel and like go you know, have a bunch of parties. I'm like, how can you do that? But then at the end of the day, I'm like, I can go to sleep knowing what I did was necessary for my family and I, you know, I I can't take on those problems with me. Um, Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I learning to kind of just let it go. Like the frozen song says, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It can be really draining when, you know, you see all this stuff that you disagree with and that like, you know, it pains you to, to see that there's people like this, but that's what I've been trying to do too, is like practice some acceptance. Like these people aren't going away. You know what I mean? That, that those views and those beliefs and those types of people, which I grew up around um, some 
like white power type people where I was at too. And they had the same thing where they didn't, Los Alamitos didn't want to be a, a sanctuary city. And, you know, it, it was, there was a lot of racial tension for me growing up and I'm, I can't imagine what it's like now, but, um, yeah, I, I get it completely. I, it's definitely a long process to do the, what I, what helped me understand it was just, I started reading like critical theory and started understanding where like all these ideas come from. Mm -hmm. I used to be very like, no, that's, that's fucking stupid. Like whatever their thing is that like, I feel like I'm taking a more of like, I won't knock it till I try it or I won't knock it until I read about it and try to understand like the other point of view, no matter how fucking annoying it is. Like I have family members too. Like, right. And apologies if any of my family is like listening to this, like the person that, you know, drove me across the border illegally was a white man Mm -hmm. who, you know, now is a big Trump follower. And I have to separate within myself as well. Like this is my, my family and I, I love him, you know, like he's a family member and I don't know, you, you really don't know until you're that and you're in that situation where yeah i would imagine that's very difficult yeah (laughs) to not be like overly passionate and say mean things to somebody that you love yeah yeah because i can be really mean (laughs) i feel you same same yeah Uh, yeah it it, that that's tough like if people are, are raised in different ways you know it's all it's all about where they came from and what they were raised around and they're just as firm in their beliefs as we are in ours you know and i don't think it we can change that hard. yeah it's just it's really hard not to take it personal when you're the, the population that's being you know yeah understood <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> understood. And I, what you said about uh, speaking Spanish, I, I had friends like that, too, that would like were ashamed to speak Spanish because of statements like you're in America, speak English. Right. Yeah, it, I've heard it that. Yeah, it it definitely is something I I think that was probably my biggest struggle is the whole like showing that I'm not white, mm. you know, like um not not telling people that I would go to like Mexico to vacation was also very like hush hush like I don't want people knowing that right you know but now that I'm older I'm like oh my god that was so much fun I went to a different country three times a year and hung out proud of yeah yeah I it's a privilege that I I got to do that not a lot of people get to go back to their home country yeah and you know spend like I find myself like a transnationalist which is basically I'm from two countries because I'm a citizen of both Mm -hmm. but I go back and forth um the, my, my next move is I want to get a, an identification card in Mexico so that I can vote down there as well. Because, oh, cool. like, we, we have stuff down there, and half of my life is down there, and I can't imagine not also helping them out in politics. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad that that's how our culture is. And I think it's great. That's why I try to talk about it, but it's so, such a divisive topic. But I think it's great for people to hear that that haven't been through that, that don't understand what it's like to be biracial or mixed and grow up in, in such a, a white culture, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, racial confusion, uh, racial identity. I had, I had, str- I struggled with racial identity big time. Am I white? Am I Filipino? You know? Mm-hmm. And then people assume I'm Mexican. So I had that a lot too, but yeah, it's yeah. really divisive and it brings people apart and that's the opposite of my goal. But, um, it's why you just have to carefully navigate it. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's 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 hard hard to play like it's such a rough struggle that i feel like only people that have experience can relate to it right and a lot of people don't so a lot of people get turned off by the idea of watching a netflix show about gentrification or watching you know this show about that like you should be watching other shit besides your own i think it's ridiculous when your entire group of friends is one race and your entire group of friends likes one certain type of music like i'm starting to realize more and more like oh my god like a lot of people are not as inclusive as they say they are yeah. and it really shows in who you talk to and who who you have around like your circle that it really is and yeah. i don't know if that's like the psychology part of me like kicking in but i people love themselves so much they want to be surrounded by people that look like, look like themselves you know right but, and won't step out of their comfort zone but that's yeah. something i try to do as well on the flip side is i try to put myself in their shoes and understand okay like well let me hear them out what 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 do they have to say from that side why do they believe this you know that's just how i am i'm like i like to give people 
the benefit of the doubt and, and give people chances and like, you know, like for example, there's somebody in the community that a lot of people have a distaste for, um, for whatever reason. And I want to have them on because <laughs> I want, I want to give them a chance to be heard. And, and yeah, I think that everybody deserves a chance. And if, if they fuck that up, then they fuck that up. That's on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that people that have sexually like assaulted people. Or that's different. People, that's, well, yeah, no, I, there's that's a line. Absolutely. Yeah, there's that's a fine that. line. Because I feel like you, yeah, it's just, you're just, bring, you're, like, yeah. you have no. to bring other type of people on. Everyone's going to talk yeah. about the same thing every damn time. Right. But yeah, there definitely is a line with like. For sure. Yeah, I'm not going to have a murderer on or, or a rapist <laughs> or uh, yeah, any, anything like that. This is a uh, more of a monetary thing that people don't like about this person. It's a money thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah. has to do with money. He's yeah. a capitalist. Of his uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. There, there's a t- totally a group of people that think capitalism is the only way. And yeah. it totally like, it takes a lot of, unlearning to think a different way and it's a lot of work to put in and a lot of people don't want to do the work because having money is so much easier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but i mean people know who they are i don't know who you're talking about (laughs) i'll tell you after the show (laughs) no worries so tell me about the plants when did the plants come into your story when did you discover this the plants oh it goes back my parents love plants Mm -hmm. because their parents like plants and Mm -hmm. When we moved into our family home that we have now, it has a big backyard and my dad just went like haywire on it. He put a lemon tree, peach tree, avocados, cacti, like everything but tropicals <laughs> for some reason. Oh no, no, he does have monsters, but he has like all these like crazy banana trees and cool. no matter what, like he's a very hard worker. My or my my family we're all workaholics. And no matter how busy we were, like someone was always home to water the plants. It could have been 9 p.m. and you're standing out there, you know, watering. And when my parents would go to Mexico and leave me in charge of the plants, that was something I had to do. Yeah. And I really was like, oh, this is totally cool. But because I was so involved with other things like partying <laughs> specifically, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't barely have time to take care of myself, let, let alone any plants. But it wasn't until 2019 that I kind of was like, oh, I want want to grow my own food. I think it's silly to be going to the store and, you know, buying parsley when I can grow it. Yeah. But again, that's a privilege, you know, to be able to do that. So I started doing that. And then I'm a very instant gratification type of person. I, mm. I hate waiting. Mm-hmm. I love watering something, having it immediately, like the next day, show some sign of like growth. Mm-hmm. And I think gardening uh vegetables and and stuff really did that for me um it wasn't until my other roommate moved out that i was like oh i have to decorate this this oh this place was totally like a a man cave like totally there's still is like flags of of a bunch of (laughs) fun stuff around but i needed like my touch and i was like what's something i really like that i can I can, you know, keep growing. And then I looked outside. I was like, well, I don't want to grow food inside. So then I went to the farmer's market and I bought this like Hoya Crimson Queen. I think it was like 20 bucks. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it started one by one by one by one. And eventually it came to this. And my grandparents passed away in November and they loved the garden more than anything. So that's kind of what keeps me going, Mm. honoring them. Like it's completely different at first it was like oh i fucking love plants i like seeing how fast they grow because it gives me like a little like buzz almost you know and it turned into like this is how i honor them you know yeah that's beautiful a great way to remember them and and it's in a living thing as well so yeah i could see how that would be actually kind of helpful yeah and you know it there's days when i don't want to fucking touch anything i there's so many plants I need to like repot that I'm just like, I, I can't right now. I can't right now, but I have a really supporting fiance who also likes plants and, mm. you know, he has his plants. I have my plants and kind of like respect each other in that sense where like, I wouldn't water anything that's his and like without asking and stuff, but sure. he kind of picks up after me when I can't do it because I'm one depressed person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, it's nice to have that support system. That is great. You guys balance each other out. Yeah. 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 So 
that's something I've talked about before on the show is that that's how I know something's going on with my mental health. My plants are browning, drooping, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, I'm like, yeah, something's it, wrong. I'm not, I'm not taking care of myself, let alone my plants. Yeah. That and napping. If I notice I nap more than twice, I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think that the paint, the plants taught you a little bit about that? Cause you were saying instant gratification, which that's me too. Uh, did it teach you a little bit of patience as well though? And as you know, does they, it give you patience? Yes, it, it does because I know what they need now. So I can separate that. It, it was really bad in the, in the beginning where I thought, like I have a really addictive personality. So when mm-hmm. I just started buying a bunch of plants, I was like, do I actually like them? Or am I just addicted to, right. to getting all these things? And when I started keeping them alive, I was like, oh, I actually do like it. Like it's not that. So that's how I separated it for myself because if – if I had a hundred plants and 80 of them are doing bad, it's not, it's not doing what it needs to do for me and for the plants. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's interesting. I've heard that a lot uh, with people that like have, have had uh, addiction in their past or have addictive personalities where they start to worry and myself too, that you're channeling it into this, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's really easy I... to get carried away and want more and more and more and more and more. Uh, yeah, hundred percent that I can't do certain things because I know of my percent. I, I don't gamble because of, I know yeah. if I see that money come in and I'm just not going to stop. Right. I don't have certain foods in the house uh, because I know like I also haven't had an eating disorder growing up. So I know that will kick in. Like I know my boundaries now. I still struggle with them a little bit in the sense of alcohol, but I've, done a lot of work in myself and yeah. it's cool seeing like the improvement you know <laughs> yeah well that's great that you're able to honor like what what has improved you know you don't have mm-hmm. to be perfect i don't think that um full abstinence from from everything in the world is 100 always necessary you know there's a balance if you can find it within yourself if you have like you know you're in a place where you, you can find that balance it's just a matter of maybe like environment and uh, having things to want to live for, you know, and it sounds like you have yeah. things that you want to be present for in your life. And the whole being present thing is one of the hardest things I struggle with as well. Um, for example, like because of my past, I can't really like I'm not really present at times. Yeah, you know. So me wetting a rag, cleaning my plants—that was—that is what makes me present, and that's probably the most therapeutic thing for me great because it's really hard to be here and not mm-hmm. three days ago four days ago a, a week ago yeah so i think like if anyone has issues with being present i always tell them like get one plant you know yeah and just like chill with a plant or not like chill with a plant but like look at it and actually dedicate your time and mind to it because i really hard like the mindfulness thing, I know it works. I I know it works, but it's so hard. Easier said than done. It's the one of the hardest things yeah. I think I've ever had to do is be mindful and, and meditate. Yeah. It's it's taken me, you know, I fall in and out, in and out because I don't see those results. Mm. But it's like a muscle, you have to keep working on it, working on it. Um, so I'm thankful that plants have brought that presentness to my life because I haven't, you know, been present a lot of it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I found a way to manage uh, my addictions because I tried the whole being sober thing. I tried it, it. It didn't work for me. If it works for anybody listening, like all the power, all the power to you. But I just know it, it wasn't for me. So yeah. I had to find a balance. And now I don't touch anything. That's hard. I don't drink as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Plants yeah. helped. Sure. <laughs> that's great that's so great that you found that and i it's you're like the probably the fifth guest i've had on that says that same thing and that was my experience as well i was fresh out of jail getting sober when i rediscovered plants uh, and other passions and started doing that and it it can be very grounding and um you know when you recommend to somebody to get a plant that's great that's awesome um i would say like it you can you can try to distract yourself with them for sure as well as opposed to like actually that mindfulness that you're talking about you know what i mean so yeah. like i try to like actually i'll remind myself i'm caring for my plant right now like i'm not just 
trying to distract my hands and occupy my mind. Like I want to be here right now, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's a hard spot to get to even there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, oh man, being mindful is one of the hardest things (laughs) I can go on and on about, but that's the only thing that's really helped me as well, especially with trauma, you know, but yeah, that's just my two cents. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had something to say about that. If you're open to talking about it, I will ask you about about the partying a little bit. If you're open to okay. it, um, oh, yeah, yeah. but also, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the AA thing. Uh, I'm with you too. They're very rigid in their beliefs, and it's very black and white. And I did it for a long time. I I had a sponsor. I sponsored people and. Um, it worked for me at the time, but I ended up relapsing and getting much, much worse. And I'm not attributing that to AA at all. But, um, you know, I've tried like refuge recovery. I've tried smart recovery and I've tried all these things. And it wasn't until I like combined all the information that I learned from all of those places that I felt like found like a path of, of least resistance where I'm comfortable and what I'm doing and gardening and planting has been a big part of that for sure. Do you think it's because it's kind of like on your set time? Like I'm a person where I don't like being told yeah, what to do. Sure. Like how much can you eat? How much can you drink? I, I hate that. Yeah. It like you retract as well because it's your time and you can say, oh, I'm going to stop now or I'm going to start now. Yeah. And there's that aspect of like, oh, I just, I have been sober for 18 months and now I just lost all my sobriety because I had one drink. And it's like, no, you didn't lose that. You just change the date like you you were sober for those 18 months and then you weren't sober this one day you didn't lose any of that time but there's that guilt where you have to come back into the meeting and raise your hand and say i relapsed after being sober for however long there's a lot of shame that comes with that and keeping track of the time you get obsessive and it it weighs on you and then maybe you'll even keep it a secret that you did use or drink you know because you don't want anyone to find out it's just A hundred percent. It's definitely a a culture thing, you know, for, for me as well. A lot of my family doesn't know the stuff that I went through because it was like very hush hush. And, you know, how could, how can little Jenny do this, this and that. And that's how I felt in AA too. It was very, you know, like you need to do this. You need to get a sponsor. You need to call your sponsor. This is the only way. Yeah. I, I can't do that. I grew up as a very strict in a very like Catholic home and, Mm. don't do this don't do that and i think that's why i definitely wild out because i grew up in a very it was a strict environment you know i was we weren't from this country and it's really hard to fit in so a lot of stuff didn't translate very well and you know Mm. miscommunication but i think a lot of that was because of being told no so now i know i I cannot drink like I can set my own schedule too. like, oh, this week I'm not going to drink. But next week, you know, maybe I'll have a glass of wine mm. versus two bottles of wine. every week. Sure. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's like traditions in your family, I'm sure. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, the typical traditions in the sense of like, I'm the oldest daughter. So you can't like sleep over at people's places. Like that's always something that always like pissed me off. Why can't I sleep over at my friend's house? Like. 21 years old and had to be home like at 10 and you know I, I did get away with, with a lot of stuff but I was definitely sneaking around way more than like any teenager or young adult should yeah. but now I'm very transparent with my family everyone knows like like I was talking to my mom about like ayahuasca the other day I was like mm-hmm. for four grand I can go to Peru and, and do ayahuasca and all this stuff and she didn't like you know get like triggered or anything so that was fun great but yeah i'm i'm pretty much an open book like you can ask me there's there's a lot of promising stuff in what you just said actually for addiction even if it is in like you know somewhat of a remission and you're not using and stuff you could almost uh guarantee yourself that you want you can solidify yourself in the path that the good like where you're at right now the progress you've made uh by doing something like that from what i've been told i haven't done it but from what I've been told, a lot of people find that with, with the ayahuasca or with Ibogaine. Um, some people do it when they're yeah. fresh. Some people do it like yeah. while they're detoxing and they come yeah, back and, and they don't use anymore. Yeah, that's that's like what, that's what like the experience I would want to have. Because like shrooms does that for me. I have to like take them every so often, get like the 
recalibration Mm -hmm. because, you know, I am on anti-anxiety medication. I am on antidepressants. I am on like mood stabilizers, but that just keeps me like a day-to-day basis. But shrooms, I I have to do them, I would say maybe like once a year, if that, and that'll like kind of like, like put me back in a place like a chiropractor. Right. Um, So I'm all, all, I'm going to say I'm all about that because I don't like, you know, I've never done ayahuasca, I've never done peyote, but I found out something, oh, I was reading the other day that where I'm from in Mexico, um, peyote is very sacred to the indigenous groups mm-hmm. and they're only available to them and they're the only ones that can grow it and anyone caught in peyote without their permission, anyone caught with peyote without their permission gets like a heavy fine. Mm. So I was talking to my family about that. It was like, earth is so like everything we need is already here, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's a shame that it's not going to, it's not as, as it's not going to be here anymore because we're literally killing our planet. Yeah. But it's cool to like look back and think about all the people that just used the earth to cure or to, you know, assist with, yeah. with ailments. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm all about that. I hard drugs are just way too scary to be honest. Ever since like Mac Miller died, I was just like, no one is safe. Like that's not that's what scared me. This is not something to like fuck around with. Yeah. Anymore, but yeah, I lost my girlfriend to an overdose. She overdosed on fentanyl a couple years back. Um, And yeah, that was. And I still stayed out, actually. I, I, I used for another two more years after that. And I used it as an excuse to yeah. continue using, really. I was, nobody's more hurt than me. Uh, you know, you, you know, poor me. I lost lost this person that I love. And, yeah, I, I, it perpetuated my addiction, if anything. But uh, And since then, I've lost so many friends to this thing, you know, working in um, treatment, substance abuse treatment. I've been working in substance abuse treatment for the last, like, five years. And yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of people pass away from this stuff, and it's it's just too dangerous. It's like Russian roulette. You might as well take a gun, fucking spin the chamber, and point it to your head if you want to mess with drugs. Now, those harder drugs nowadays, unless you're like testing it or something like that, you know, yeah. because even the, it's in Which everything is- now. Everything they're finding it, it adulterated in every drug. Even like marijuana, like really. That's that- yeah, that's what I, I like. Had a friend tell me literally yesterday because. We had a friend who, who passed away earlier this year, and then, you know, I mean, the that. same. I, I, I don't work um, in that public, but I've been in that public, so I've been hospitalized who knows how many times, and mm-hmm. we've been to rehab as well, and you really do see all your friends start dying, yeah. and, you know, when, when the closest person that died to me that was using, I've known him since maybe we were, like, 15 years old, and I met him in the hospital, and when he passed away, I was just like, oh my fucking God, like, this is real, real life shit. You know, yeah. this is a game. And then with Mac Miller, it like further solidified it. Cause I was like, you know, he has money. I don't have money. Like yeah. for he, sure. He should be untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but yeah. I do recommend everyone get, if, if, if you do, I'm not shaming if you do it like for sure, but just test it. It's just, yeah. it's too it's too real at this moment to not test your drugs. So yeah. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh no. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So, so dance safe. I, I agree with you 100%. I would never shame anybody for using any hard drugs. Uh, I support you 100%, but dance safe offers test kits and you can find them online as well. If you are going oh, to, cool. you know, yeah, you can get them nowadays, but it's a gamble for sure. And I can imagine why I understand why you uh, struggle to feel present. If you went through the walk to the same similar path. Um, oh yeah. I feel like you, I think maybe that's why you and I like kind of, but so it has, I feel like we're very similar, yeah. you know, when you see mm-hmm. somebody that's like you, you know, it is almost triggering yeah. in itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like I, I triggered you and I apologize for, for doing that because Thank you. I know what it's like to be triggered and it's, you can spiral out of fucking control, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate yeah, you saying that and, yeah, and right I, back at you as well. You know, if yeah. I said anything to upset you, I, I, I apologize. Um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Uh, damn it. Oh, <sighs> You're totally fine. Uh, 
Yeah, so I, I've been struggling with that, especially lately. Oh, I remember now the to be present, do this, what you're doing with your show. I I found this right here to be really helpful. Like I have I have to persevere through that moment I just had right now. You know, I'm going elsewhere. We're talking about really difficult stuff. I'm disassociating. I'm in the past. And uh, what you're doing with your show, that can be very, very helpful. That's what I found with this is I I can't just be like, okay, I got to go. Bye. I'm not going to just tap out, you know, even though I want to sometimes. Sometimes I want to just turn the computer off, shut the fucking podcast down, say, sorry, I can't do this, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think with that, it brought me back to like, you know, because you know when you have trauma, there's like you remember a time before trauma, mm-hmm. and then you remember the time after. Mm-hmm. And I think I lost myself in the time before, and I'm just starting to like rediscover. So like in elementary school, I was in plays, I was in the talent show, I was always been this like outgoing. I want to. I was my desk was moved all the time because I talked too much, you know. Yeah. And with a shit ton of therapy, a shit ton of working on myself that part of me is starting to come back yeah and with the show that kind of like feels so natural to me like I like the live aspect of it it really was just like I was working on homework one day and I was like I'm not gonna do homework and I was just started procrastinating I was thinking of like every other thing I could possibly do besides Mm -hmm. homework and I was just talking to Jesse I was like does this sound cool or I was talking to Jesse and Charlie I was like this sound cool and they were both like yeah I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's totally do it. And it's really cool to just do be that present for an hour and, you know, but also having the liberty. I mean, if I ever do say like, all right, I'm out, like, don't take it personal. It's just, you know, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm drained, but I totally get that. of just like wanting to stop and like, fuck it. It's over. Yeah. 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 Some of these more difficult topics can be really triggering for me. And I'm in the middle of this, like healing journey right now my ptsd was so bad like honestly last week i was dying dude and it's been slowly getting better because i'm doing this mdma study but i yeah. i think that um i think that it's going to be really helpful for you and 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 i uh damn dude <laughs> I, I totally get, get what you're saying no yeah. i i totally get it it's i've i've been diagnosed um, you know, with a million things with, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not, and it really, it's a lot to handle sometimes. I think yeah. a lot of people don't understand that like sometimes shit can get really fucking loud real quick. Yeah. And the only thing you can do to protect yourself is just like kind of get out of that situation. Right. I, I walked, I walked into shows and walked out immediately. Cause I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm not going to put myself you know, through this, I've deleted people. I've blocked people because I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't need this. You know, yeah. the thing with the, with the plantstagram, like plantstagram, I, I've had the same Instagram for 10 years prior to that. And there's a lot of things that's happened in those 10 years that I don't really feel the need to see people and get, you know, re-triggered and mm. re-triggered. When I started the new Instagram, I was like, I only want to see things I care about. Like, I have all my close friends on there and you know, people I haven't kept in touch in years, but I still, you know, connect and stuff. And it has done so much for me. I, I don't use my old Instagram anymore. I didn't delete it because I have a lot of pictures and I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's, that's like a really funny time or whatever. But I think putting boundaries for yourself is one of the hardest things, you know, you have to do. And especially because a lot of people don't understand yeah. and it's really hard to respect boundaries as well when you don't, know why exactly you have to do things yeah um so yeah if anyone has an instagram that is full of annoying shit you can start a new one and it'll be fine for sure yeah yeah i i find that to be the same i try to stay away from i just do my plants like i i'm only on the plant pages because on the other stuff it's political people from the past and yeah, these, you know, these wounds aren't really visible, you know, it could just look like I'm zoning out, but I'm like, you know, having a flashback or re-experiencing old feelings and stuff. And yeah, it can be really hard, man. It can get in the way of your day-to-day life. Like I, I didn't just leave my job because I wanted to, uh, to be a plant, like do full-time plants. I also was like really struggling. It was really difficult for me to be surrounded by that, those difficult memories, seeing people 
I had a, I've had clients overdose. I've had a Narcan clients and do CPR and seeing people withdrawal all the time. It was just so toxic. Really bad it's, reminders every single day. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, respecting yourself is ultimately, you know, the same thing as well. Respecting and honoring yourself is something that I had to learn because a lot of my symptoms I didn't realize were that. Like, right. I didn't, I didn't know what, like night terrors. I, I didn't know that's what it was. I was having nightmares every single night, Yeah, you know, and like body tension. I have, I always get a lot of bruises because sometimes I just hold on too tight to things. Mm. Like, you know, like my mind can be calm, but my, a lot of it is in my body. Yeah. And I didn't know any of that until I decided to one day be like, okay, no, I'm going to work. I don't want to live like this anymore. I need to work on myself because I want a healthy future. I want a healthy life, healthy lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard. I, I totally get that. If leaving your job, you had to do that for yourself and that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize just how exhausting these symptoms can be because your body's actually expending a lot of energy on this and you know, you're fighting back to try to avoid thoughts or your body's grabbing onto something. Night terrors. Uh, man, when I wake up after having a night full of nightmares, I'm, my, my head is spinning. I'm dizzy. I'm exhausted. I'm like ready to snap on anybody that talks to me. It's really, really hard to like bounce back from that and keep your shit together and still go to work, go to school, whatever it is you're doing. So I commend anybody that has that kind of stuff going on in their life and they're still here not using drugs like, you know, so congratulations that you're that you're not still numbing that, you know, and running from it. It's, it's definitely so hard. I do, you know, struggle in some aspects of my life because it's, it's a lot to, you know, to go through. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah, a lot of people just don't realize a lot of this stuff is trauma based. And mm -hmm. I think we should be nicer to each other. Yeah. I mean, coming from me, which I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we just should be nicer to each other guys. But really, it's just, it's, it's hard because we're so tuned into, you know, these applications, this Instagram. And, yeah. you know, I think that's why I really like going to, not going to see people, but like, I like going to the nurseries. I like going to these events now that it's, it's safer and like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm vaccinated and stuff because I just love the people to people actually way more than I could like online. Yeah. I think it's. I don't know. I hate the internet. I hate Instagram. That's yeah. why I never fucking post a story because I don't know how to work it as well. But yeah, I, I wish like, I don't know. I feel like we should do like little park hangouts or something, you know, cause yeah. like we all know who each other are. Why don't we just like potluck something and just yeah. chill that way? I like that idea. If we would gather, you know, not just for a show, but like just as a group, if you know, all of us that are talking all the time anyways, so we can get to know each other better and there's no misunderstandings. That's the problem with the internet. It's just, it can be misunderstandings and you compare yourself to other people and make, it makes you feel less than sometimes for me, at least, you know, I my collect my greenhouse isn't as nice as theirs or this and that, you know, but really we do it because we, we like the community, you know, so it would be yeah, great. That's I, a great idea. I, I think that we should yeah. do something like that. It would it would be fun. And like the, the thing with me, a lot of people don't realize, like I don't have like, I don't want to say like I'm not a cacti, like euphorbic person. I, I, I love them all. So I have a lot of variety, but I don't really fit in with that houseplant community. Or, I, hear, you know? I can see why. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, now a lot of your it story. Very, yeah, a lot of it is very like, you know, look at this perfect picture with the lighting and like, yeah. you know, this really thought out, you know, mm -hmm. paragraph about, you know, take care of yourself first. And it's cool and all, but I just don't really mesh with them. And, you know, there are some people that I do really connect to, but I feel like I connect to the cacti community a lot more, even yeah. though like people will say like, Oh, this is a bubble. I'm like, I don't know what it is. like looks cool. Sounds cool. It looks cool. But you, that's a whole nother world that I really respect and I'm very grateful that they let me in even if I don't have the coolest things and the most rare you know things so yeah and it's not about that that's the thing it's, it's just like we all love plants you know it's not about having a particular plant like you know I don't really I try not to get caught up in having the best plant I do believe me I'm not perfect at it but I'm like I just I try to tune all that stuff out because it's like 
then I want, well, I want more and I want more and I'm not happy with what I have. You know what I mean? And I mean, you have a beautiful houseplant collection and now you, you're starting to like veer into the cactus community and it probably makes you want to start getting all these things, but none of that shit fucking matters. All that matters is that you have the, that you care for the plants that you have now and that you like them and you know that they're healthy and they're growing and you're growing. None of that other external shit matters, you know, but it's easy yeah. to get caught up in it. It is. Because of and social it, media. Because of social media, yeah, and because yeah. of the likes and, like, the followers and, and things like that. But I, I do feel like a lot of plant people are now I actually call, like, my friends yeah. because we have stuff in common besides plants. Like, right. this is just, like, you know, okay, we all like plants. Cool. But then, like, oh, you like this, too. Or, you know, I've hung out with people and not even said a damn thing about plants. Yeah. But that's just what brought us together because at the end of the day, we, like I would say, like, we're all just fucking nerds yeah that's all it is. we just like to nerd out and you know i i don't really get that that vibe from the cat community of like oh i have this i have that versus the houseplant community right i'm I sure wish. it's worse yeah yeah i i am gonna start to open myself up to being more like i don't know kind of wanting to talk about stuff i don't want to say i want to embrace the houseplant community as i've embraced and loved like the cacti community so okay. You have house plans and you get a text for me <laughs> yeah i'm be my friend but yeah yeah the house plant community has that more like aesthetic and interior design thing going on and they're like beautiful yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great jungles. like you yeah. can have the eye for it yeah it's it's totally great but i think like it just gets a little bit too much and then people are just posting to post and you know then mm. that's when you start getting sponsored by ads and they start like promoting miracle grow and you're like you know you don't fucking buy miracle grow like come on right. like you know just things like that so i that's when it gets weird like everyone all my friends are like oh, are you gonna be like a, a, a plant influencer i'm like no i don't i yeah. really don't want to sell things that i don't feel comfortable you know selling i think that's that's something that a lot of people aim to do is like get sponsors to yeah. you know, one hundred bucks. And I just, I don't find myself doing that, but you know, everyone has to work. <laughs> everyone has to make money some way as well. Yeah. I relate to that too. Um, I, I, you know, I'm trying to, to make a living, but I'm not trying to be like, uh, I'm not trying to, even with this podcast, it was never my intention to try to, get famous or quote unquote, or, you know what I mean? To get sponsors or any of that. I just wanted to connect with people. You know, I wanted to have a place for us to get together and I don't want to ever lose that. I want to make sure that it stays with its like authentic purpose. You know, I mean, I'm doing this on like a get a ghettoist. You should have seen my last laptop. It was so, so trash. It was like a a laptop that I got for free from somebody and it was falling apart. And yeah, a lot of materialistic stuff that i'm you know i'm just trying to be learn how to be grateful for the little that i do have you know yeah and i I feel like you 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 put a lot into it and people should respect that as well like you are actually like you texted me like i have to go buy this like cable like yeah i i fucking put my phone in front of a in front of like my other plants and i'm like hey guys what's up and i'm freaking drunk and like drinking white claws like you know (laughs) you you got you put time and effort and i feel like we should you know give you some more respect yeah to be like hey like the, he's, he's doing it. no one else is fucking doing it you want to talk shit about it well you're not doing it you know yeah thank you i haven't found myself running into a lot of resistance but that is something i wanted to talk about too but earlier it's having a public of a of a life as i do now doing this it's really kind of crippling sometimes uh, depending on my mental state you know, because I'm worried so much about how I presented. Did I say something wrong? You know, and the two couple of times that I did run into um, some resistance or some shit talking, like that's where you were saying, like, be nicer to one another. Like, be mindful of the fact that you don't know what these people are going through. When you're bashing on them, like they could be on their last leg, like ready to kill themselves that day. You know what I mean? When you call somebody out, and I'm not saying that anybody did this to me, but I've been thinking about this, especially with the suicidal, uh, the men's suicide statistics that I was reading today, like 80 something men killing themselves every week. And, and it's not to discount women. I know women are killing themselves too, especially young women, teenage women, suiciders, suicides are through the roof right now. But it's important like to keep in mind that like some of the things that we say via social media, we would never say to each other face to face ever. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I probably. I'm just speaking from yeah, yeah, yeah. From no, what yeah. I see, yes, some yes, people yes. say a horrific people, things. Yeah, a lot of people talk a lot, but they don't present that, and I think that's right. what like even I struggle this with like people outside the plant community. They present this like really strong opinion, opinionated like blah blah blah. But when you see them in person, it's like nothing. You know, like what? what yeah, where <laughs> you, is that coming you from? Had all these words to say, and now I'm you know here, and you don't want to you know things yeah. like that but I, I i do get what you're saying a lot of people hide behind the screen hide behind you know mm-hmm. the messages because it's easy to be anonymous it's easy to you know i was talking about this with um with maddie is that like i literally have to go down my friends list and like block people that i like just don't have good energy with sure. or, like just don't like have that and i don't know if it's always like joke with my friends like oh i'm i'm psychic but i can like tell when it's an account and has like zero followers or posts and I'm like, this is obviously like a troll or something. So right. I literally have to go and block them because I don't want to subject myself to to that type of energy. And yeah. it's sad that like I'm 28 years old and I have so many people who are like still holding weird ass grudges against me mm-hmm. that I'm just like, dude, like move on. It's right. been years. Don't be weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote that I like. There's somebody out there talking about the old you because they can't gain access to the new you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. It's true. I mean when you when you live a life of addiction and trauma you you don't really think about what you're doing to other people you only think about what you're doing to yourself Mm. but i think people need to understand that you're not the same person from 10 years ago you know but it's to me it's just weird that i still have people from 10 years ago looking at my profile and you know i've had um i don't know if you remember that app uh yik yak do you Mm. remember that one Mm -mm. It was this like college app that it was like an anonymous post, but it was only to a certain area. So say I was at the Grove in Hollywood, it would only be like to that little parameter and people would post anything. It was very like, it was very big on sex and like, oh, do you want to hook up? So somebody posted my number on there and I was just getting a shit ton of dick pics like left and right from like Mm -hmm. all these random people. And I'm like, that is so fucking triggering like yeah how dare you do that you know and something i've been dealing with because of something i did 10 years ago and i'm just yeah. like what like at this point like i just want to don't even want to say my name out there don't even want to yeah. have any public information about me which sucks because i'm i want people to know who i am i don't want to be some like anonymous you know person on the internet because i i like people too <laughs> it's just i don't like people that bug me yeah and cleaning that up is difficult and it's not your fault you know it's not your fault that there's somebody out there with some stupid old vendetta because of whatever their reasons are you know what i mean and i i deal with that a lot too yeah people have old opinions of me and stuff and that's why i like the plant community is because my past doesn't matter here you know they 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 only know me who i am now you know yeah you're broken up hear me i can can you hear me i can hear you but you're there you go no you're not frozen Uh, yeah we're good i think okay um i think so yeah okay so yeah like i was saying like they don't they don't know the past me and i feel like if i were to tell some of the people that are like my friends now in the plant community they'd be like what they wouldn't believe it like you did that you know yeah, they, they won't believe it. And I, I like that part because it's like, thank you, because you're not stuck on this past image, you know, yeah. of me. Like, I, like, in high school, I went to rehab for, like, a semester. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I will always be known as the girl that went to rehab in high school. And it sucks. And I like that the plant well, now they're going to know. But, you know, I just like that I came in and just presented myself now versus, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, well, it's one thing for them to know about it, but another for to have had been a part of it, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. that's the thing. It's it's so stigmatized, and it's really difficult having having that kind of past because it, it feels like, like it's never going to go away, and it, it haunts you, especially if you have PTSD. You, you know, you can't let go. And, um, yeah, it's really difficult for sure. And those are two different people. Me loaded and me sober are polar opposite monsters. Like I can be a fucking monster when I use those drugs. I was terrible. Yeah. Terrible human yeah, being. Yeah, that's all you think about 
is yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things I struggle with too is I have to offer myself compassion. And a lot of people forget to do that too. Yeah. You know, when I think about the stuff I did, I'm like, well, no shit. Like I was a child or yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I think it, it helped the plants helped me a lot because I obviously pour compassion into them and I have to be compassionate towards me as well and honor myself and be like, you know what? Today I don't want to water. I can do it tomorrow. Yeah. And you know, and, and it'll be okay. So I need to honor myself at times and honor my past and offer compassion to be like, yes, that's what happened. But look at you now. Like you're right. a dog, like your parents are still alive, you know, like things like that. Like it's, it's wild how much you see on the other side. Like if anyone's struggling with like addiction, like, oh my God, the other side is so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, we were doing the best we could with the tools that we had, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I started getting like emotional and such a crying too. Oh my God. Anything will make me cry. Except, but not, not. <laughs> Same. I'm just like, uh, more like hyper alert right now, more like hyper vigilant than, emo- than emotional, but I, it vacillates all the time and goes back and forth. Uh, oh, hyper vigilant. Oh my yeah. God. That's one of the hardest things. I almost was glad when shutdown happened because I didn't have to be so hyper vigilant out in public. Right. Um, because you, you don't relax. You, you really don't. Can't. Your body's always, always at this like fight or, you know, fight mm-hmm. or, or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to do that. So when shutdown happened, I was like, I almost rested. Like my body really rested and was yeah. like, okay, you don't have to, you know, you're home. No one's going to do anything to you. You're safe here. And I think feeling, feeling safe is a big priority. Yeah. Um, with anything and yeah and you know my home filled with a shit ton of plants makes me feel safe so i like that yeah cool um damn i keep losing my thought i was gonna you're totally fine i i talk so much we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a second anyways but this has been great and uh, i'll have to clean it up a little bit because like we've been kind of jumbly a little bit it keeps breaking up but oh i okay coming on the other side of that what was I going to say? Oh, you become so much more grateful for the little things, right? Like the little things in life. Mm-hmm. Such, Everything. Yeah. Such as like plants and shelter and food and water. And when you go through yeah. all those things and it, it just makes you really appreciate small things in life, you know, having moments with somebody, sharing a moment with someone, being present. Because that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's actually an achievement for me is – Today, yeah. I, today I was present and played with my son and like mm-hmm. the whole time, you know, I'm just saying this is an example, but like, yeah. that's an achievement. So you start to appreciate these little things that, you know, you took for granted and what I took for granted, you know, and it, it builds into a, a bigger like scale of what, what could be better. Like, okay, you did this today. You can do it again another day because yeah. you were able to do it once, you know? I always like say with with my depression like as low as it can get is also as happy as I can be right because I've seen the both ends of it and yeah. it's like I've I've been here but I can also be here as well yeah. um so yeah <laughs> you're totally right yeah and I feel yeah. like the same thing with addiction you saw the extreme side and now you're the opposite you know mm-hmm. you're connected I, and present and happy and free you're not chained yeah, down I, I definitely still have a lot more work to do. You know, yeah. I'm not like hundred percent and it every, every day you're still learning and growing. Same with plants. You can, maybe you overwatered one time. Okay. Let it dry out and then try again. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for, for hitting me up and, and wanting to do this. I, I appreciate your honesty. Um, I think that's something that, we need to be and i think it's kind of cool to talk about life and somehow always bring it back to plants you know yeah well it's the plants that brought us together but like uh you know i I was trying to steer away from these kinds of things before but everybody was like telling me no like that's what we like about the show is that you guys talk about recovery that you talk about mental health uh believe it or not more people relate to this than you would think you know Mm -hmm. 
And I've gotten messages, multiple messages about how this podcast has given people strength during a difficult time, helped them to get through their alcoholism. I'm always just like blown away because it was the, it's, it's never was what I thought would I get out of this ever. You yeah. Know? It, you like your, your one thing could make a big impact in another person's life. You know, there's to every action, there's a reaction mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's great no i'm i'm really glad i i really like um just being honest and being transparent that's i i thrive in that situation and having a woman's perspective as well is really nice because you know maybe the girls can't always relate to uh what i have to say or what of my one of my men guests have to say you know what i mean so yeah. it's great that you brought this other fresh perspective and uh, yeah you know maybe this is gonna help somebody today so thank you yeah. for being honest and being willing to talk about this. I hope we you don't feel like we got too off topic, but um, <laughs> no, no, it's 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 totally fine. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about plants. If you listen, you know, really, it's just <laughs> it just happens to be in the name. But <laughs> no, I think thank you so much. I appreciate that. But yeah, yeah um, I don't know when you'll you'll edit it and yeah, I'll get it out tonight. Better. You know, and oh, I think yeah. those moments that are raw are good sometimes mm-hmm. like yeah. like me losing my train of thought I, cl- I take them out a lot but sometimes I'm like maybe I should just leave it in because this is this is me you know it happened a little more than I would have liked today but I think mm-hmm. it's there's just, just a lot going on right now you know I don't, I don't believe you yeah do not beat, beat yourself up too much and if you want we can even do it all over again <laughs> well the timing wasn't perfect but and, but we'll get yeah we'll do this again we're not gonna I'm not gonna scratch this it's great this is great. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. Great content that. here. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I hope you feel better. I, I'm so it's, it's 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 heartbreaking to hear that you had such a bad week and had a really low week and you still managed to to pull through. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to. You know, I I got two more months of this treatment that I'm doing, and the results have been promising for 68 percent of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just hope that I fall into that percentage. I've seen a difference. I've seen a difference, but I'll I'll tell you about it privately. You're no, frozen totally. again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm... Ah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh. It's okay. All right. <laughs> Planty fur, everybody. Thank you so much. I have the worst internet in the world. It's okay. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> if everybody could please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button, I would very much appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm.